And it's time for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, Buford, and goodness knows who else. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. And I'm Bull. And you're back with another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. Well... We've had an interesting day today. And boo- yesterday. All the boo-boo day. made a little boo-boo. You think? He did. Oh, my goodness. Any of y'all who have ridden the bus before with boo-boo will know the story about the chocolate chip. Well, cookie. here's the thing. It's all about the callback. The callback is where it's hilarious. See, he tells this really bad joke early it's on. It's a bad It's one. a terrible it's joke. Horrible. It makes no sense. It's stupid. Not funny at all. Then he tells them up front, this is the worst joke I have. And then... And they laugh. They, and they laugh, laugh at the worst, just because the worst it's stupid. Joke right. Because it's so stupid. Then an hour later, he tells another joke and that calls brings back. brings it back in. And, and it, it all makes sense. Well, today on the bus, Boo Boo told the second half of the joke, but forgot to tell the first part. And the and and my security guard, Bull, my bodyguard Bull, and the driver are laughing their butts off, and they did not warn me, and they let me continue to tell the rest of the joke with a callback that had nothing to do with anything I didn't plant. And those poor people were looking at him. Oh, they they stared at me like I was I, I was paint drying or something like that. They just looked at me and and bull and and the drivers laughing their butts off and and I realized real quick and I looked at them and I'm like, I didn't tell them that first part, did I? For the callback and they're shaking their head, no, you didn't. I'm like, why didn't they warn me? And what's funny is they'll usually laugh at the first part of the joke when it's bad and doesn't make sense. But for whatever reason, they didn't laugh at this part of the joke when it didn't make well, sense. Well, I don't blame them. I mean, these <laughs> knuckleheads over here told me, just like, no, oh, man, I can't believe you, you You went for that callback and there was nothing to reference it. And it's I'm like, sitting there and I'm like, oh, nobody's laughing. What's it's going like on? he was standing on stage going, to get to the other side. But without, yeah. but whatever asking, why it's did like, the chicken, why chicken cross the road? Cross the road? Yeah, he just, exactly. He just said the punchline. I found out who my friends are, and it, <laughs> and it ain't my bodyguard or the driver. They're not my friends at all. And he's looking at us like, what is going on? Man, that's up to y'all. Shut me down. Y'all should look, go, boo boo. Don't do that, boo boo. You hadn't told that first part, yeah. but no. Did they? No. No, they didn't. Listen, your bodyguard. No, no, I've got to have a body. He's there to keep Hollywood stars from slapping Listen, listen. A lot of people don't know this ever since that Will Smith thing. You know, I mean, if if you pay attention, you know, you got to have a bodyguard now, being a comedian and everything. And I found out why uh, Will Smith did what he did. Now, granted, he lost everything, lost his career, lost everything, reputation, but... Dad Byrne, all he did was slap him. You would think he would diamond cut him or drop kicking, or, but he didn't do any of that. He just slapped him, and I found out why. You know why? You know why, Bull? Hold it. Come on, Bull. You can do it. You hanging in He's there, He's always bull? trying to hold him laps in. Bull, Bull, this is a podcast. He, he covers oh. his face like he don't want anybody to hear him laughing. You know why he slapped him? No. Because paper beats rock. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Chew on that, folks. 
Oh, my Lord. I didn't get a laugh today, but maybe I got a laugh right then. I don't know. Let's and he hope. messed up after that. Well, oh, yeah. Go. Yeah, oh. there you go. Told yeah. everybody they needed to go ride the lumberjacks. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> we give away tickets to go to the lumberjack show. He's $7 off each person and being a redneck, and I lost my mind because these two knuckleheads are laughing at me. Oh, well, you know, boo-boo, all I can say is, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> bless it. Bless it. <sighs> so what's the worst <sighs> that you ever screwed up when you were at work? Why don't you just uh, send us an email at meetbuford at gmail.com and tell us about something silly you did. Yeah, tell us what happened when you left HR. Yeah, that'll make Boo Boo feel a lot better. Oh, definitely. I hate being at HR. Oh, goodness gracious. HR. Humiliation resources. You know, they're real judgmental. They are. They act I like they ain't understand. never made a mistake. I know. Exactly. I don't understand that. You imagine, I, you imagine if Will Smith had gone, had to go into HR after that event? <laughs> Mr. Smith, we need to discuss your behavior at last night's Oscars. Oh, that ain't happening in Hollywood. They're a bunch of knuckleheads. Oh. That's just my opinion. I shouldn't have said that. That's just my opinion, but they're a bunch of goobers, okay? A bunch of goobers. Well, here's the thing. If it wasn't for people like us, HR wouldn't have a job. That's right. Well, see, there you go. There you go. Now, I like that thinking right there. That's why we are all independent contractors now, because we don't have to deal with HR anymore. Ain't that the truth? That's what the preacher said. That's it. We yeah. try. We try. Now, you still every once in a while have to deal with uh, craziness. craziness. <clears throat> but we've had to institute a new policy on the bus of uh, asking people not to heckle because... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we. I had a heckler the other day that got upset with me because I, you know, when you're in a comedy situation... The comedian has to maintain control of the show. About once every few weeks you get a heckler, and which, in my opinion, I ain't going to lie to you, they're nothing more than bullies. If you've ever been to school and you had to deal with a bully, that's a heckler to me. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to do your show and you get a heckler, now we all handle them different. Uh, I'll grant it, uh, Buford is great at shutting them down right at the beginning. I don't know how to deal with them, so I just get quiet. I just sit quiet and let the crowd shut them down. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll start this show when they get done. Well, by golly, that's what I'll do from now on. But well, it, has we gotta, worked, yeah. it has worked doing this little thing where I just say, hey, do us a favor. Don't heckle because in a comedy club, you know, the gloves are off and it can get ugly. But this is a friendly environment. We're here to have fun. And, and I don't want to be ugly to you. And I don't want you to be mad at me and make me look like a bad guy. So if you have a clever comment, just save it till the break and tell me then. I'd be happy to hear it. I got something. And good. it's worked. Well, and, and the thing, you, you get blessed their heart. But you get to our stop. We do like a couple of stops, and people's like, what can you do to shut these people up? We can't enjoy the show because these people won't quit talking. So you're at the mercy of 30-plus mm -hmm. people on that redneck comedy bus that's wanting to enjoy a show that are complaining to you, wanting you to shut them down. And you're like, well, you don't want to be rude. Right, and then you do it, and then not only is the person that you shut down is upset, but then Then they call, then they call the main office, and they're like, I can't believe he said this to me. Well, you know, Dad, burn. Yeah. I do it all day long if you have to, you know. Shut up. Well, it's been an interesting week. It has. It must least. be the phase of the moon. At least they're not dialing 911. 
This is true. Boy, I almost had that happen the other day. I almost had to do it yes, uh, what yesterday. Happened? What happened? It was just a, a gentleman on the bus who was on oxygen, and they got they got off the bus, and he and his daughter asked me, do y'all have some kind of emergency <laughs> protocol? And I said, for what? And she said, well, he's having a crisis here. And I said, 911 would be the protocol. And uh, she said, well, he might be okay. We're going to get him some water and everything. So we, I went and got him a bottle of water out of the distillery on, on us. I took care of it. And... Um, um, the distillery is always good to do that for us, you know, make sure that we get people taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so we got him taken care of and he was fine. And he actually got off the bus at the end and, and uh, went through the whole tour, but there for just a little while is a little scary. Well, you never know. I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, we, we love the people and they love us back and, and all we can do is try to take care of them. But, uh, uh, you get those, uh, hecklers and I don't understand heck. I don't understand that mindset. They did a, uh, biography or a documentary on hecklers and uh, psychologists have talked about it. it's a it's a mental it's not a mental disease but there there's a certain thing that causes people to just be stupid yeah and they're just stupid to be hecklers and do all that and they they've been documentaries and biographies on stupid people that just want to interrupt and, and you understand we do a great show we're proud of it. We don't copy each other's material. I write my own stuff. You write your own stuff, Buford. Mm-hmm. And we do a great show. And we got people on there spending a lot of good money to be on that show to see us and, and laugh. And then you get that heckler on there and you're like, what in the world are you well, thinking? And you know, there's a difference even between heckling and, and even just making a clever comment. So many times, sometimes somebody make a clever comment and it's okay. And it, it, it's like a conversation, but normally 99.999% of the time, what they think is going to be clever isn't, and right. it ends up causing uh, the, the show to go off the rails. Now, I actually, when I was a much younger man, did uh, I didn't heckle, but I made a smart aleck comment during a comedy show. I went to see Killer Bees, who I've always loved. Oh, he's, he's great. Fantastic. I love Killer And Bees. I was sitting on the front row at Zany's in Nashville. And he was talking about getting his gallbladder cut out. And he said, boy, them drugs they give you are good. I watched the best episode of Leave it to Beaver I've ever seen. And when the laughter died, I went, was the TV on? And, <laughs> and the whole place busted up laughing. And Killer looked down at me and he goes, don't be funnier than me. And, but the next time I saw him, that joke was in the show. He said, he used it. He said, he and the TV wasn't even on. And then I, he and I have since become friends. We've done shows together. And I told him one time, I said, you know, I'm the guy that wrote that joke for you. He said, I love it. That was great. You know, yeah, but that's great. a very rare, it's a very rare occurrence when, when the, somebody says something out loud in the show works out. But why do people do, I mean, there's documentaries, biographies talking about these uh, hecklers. I, I just, I don't understand it. It's a need to, you know, it, it's a need to be seen. And, yeah. and, and they're usually the ones that were bullies or the mean girls or the mean people in school. And, and I just sit there on my hands. I just let them. I yeah. just let them talk till they get done. I just stare at them till they feel the pressure of everybody on the in the audience looking at them like, uh, yeah, we might ought to shut up right now because yeah. uh, you know we're uh, we're being looked at right now because I I don't know anything else to do or say. Now, granted, you uh, you I mean you you got some clever lines. You'll shut them down. That's great. You know, <laughs> I wish I could. Well, I just love one thing I often up. say is let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. Ta-da! Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. 
Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. <laughs> See, that shot, that stopped that heckler. Wow. Oh. That was impressive. Bigfoot's right going to get on the bus and eat you, you up. You got Bull over here laughing his head <laughs> oh, off. Very quiet. What kills me, this is a podcast, and Bull's covering his face with both hands trying to keep from laughing. Bull, laugh. Just let it out. You know? We want. <laughs> Just let it out. We let want it out. We want to put. Uh, we Bull's start like doing... covering his face, like, I don't want anybody hearing me laughing. He's covering his face. Well, they heard me laughing on the bus today. Oh, yeah, they did. You the only one. You and the driver, the only you ones. You and the driver laughing your butts off, and not a friend in the world I have to tell me, boo boo, you didn't set up the front part to, for the callback. And, <laughs> and y'all laughing. You, I, and I watched y'all. You How two were you laughing. Talk? You left your seat, went down to that well of the bus, and you're laughing. You're laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? Then I realized I had not set it up. Well, that happens. Yeah, That's fun, folks. Go. That's fun, folks. I, <laughs> good Lord. See, I haven't ever had that problem because I don't ever, ha- I don't do that kind of thing where I'm No, that, no, I'm you don't have that problem because you're a professional. I, I'm a, <laughs> you don't have that problem because you know what you're doing. My problem is I'm pointing out my hind end just trying to go with the people there and they, they, they ain't going to warn me. They ain't going to help me. I don't have a friend in the world. And so. here's the best part between the both of you. You got 60 years of stage experience absolutely yeah. well there's that you know so it's over 60 it's getting closer to 70 now yeah, yeah. how's that working for <laughs> us you know so. you got to remember each year we gain two years of experience so oh yeah <laughs> how about that you know yeah as he gets in there a year and i get a year and yeah. it goes in your ear that's your ear i don't that's know year. But, you know what it's been a long time since we told this story and uh, a lot of people don't know this but uh uh i had performed at the smoky mountain opry hatfield mccoy uh, comedy bar and everything and then uh buford performed at the comedy barn for how many years 22 22 years and uh we've done shows together i'd opened for the blackwood brothers when they were doing the show there and at the um and you were in that morning show yeah and, and then uh we had a bad day uh that week uh, uh 10 years ago 10 that's hard to believe isn't it 10 mm-hmm. years ago that uh uh, my best friend in the whole world passed away, and he had a heart attack and left wife and kids and everything, and I was heartbroken because I couldn't go to the funeral because I had to perform. And that was in Nashville. That's where he lived. It was Nashville. So we're doing the Dolly Parade. <coughs> Dolly Parton's coming through, and Dolly comes through and shakes her hands, and everybody's happy except for me and Buford. We're sad. I didn't know it, and I looked at Buford, and I said, you look as sad as I do. He's like, well, I lost my best friend. I said, well, I did too. I said, I didn't go get to go to the funeral. And he said, well, I just came back from the funeral in Nashville, Tennessee. And I looked at him. Now, keep in mind, we had worked together for years, not knowing, off and on, that we knew each other. I mean. From I'm, when we were 11 years old. Yeah. Turned out the funeral was for the same feller. Yeah. 
who was yeah. he was one of the best friends either one of us ever had. And I said, I said, uh, well, my friend was Mike Coward. And he said, Myrick Coward? And I said, yeah. Uh, I looked at him funny. He looked at me, and I'm like, you went to the funeral? And he said, yeah. And I said, how do you know him? And he said, I was his next-door neighbor. I said, I was his best friend. He said, I was his best friend, too. So from the age of 11. Yeah, we got to looking at pictures of one another from when we were kids. And it was like, oh, my gosh, that was you? We went and did putt-putt, build fords, played and played pool. in the yard, went swimming, did everything played as children from 11 to literally 17 years old, played together as childhood friends, and then separated by 20-something plus about years. About 20 years, yeah. And then we're talking about our friend that passed away. And, and, here, and what's wild is that we worked together for six years. Not knowing that, that we, we knew guys. each other, yeah. that we were the same guys. And it took Mark passing away to realize that we were the same guys. And that's we, when we took his place in each other's life. Yeah. And yeah, became we, best friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a small world out there, isn't it? But I wouldn't want to paint it. No. <laughs> that's what Stephen no. Wright said. <laughs> well, one mile equals one mile on the map. Well, and you know, um, now, now I was I was a little late showing up here to the to podcast today because I had to go to the dentist, and uh, I pulled a Stephen Wright trick today. He used to talk about. <clears throat> he said, "I think my dental hygienist is pretty, so I always eat a box of Oreos before I go in to see her." Oh Lord! Well, when we went to lunch this morning, this afternoon, I had spinach artichoke dip. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> and then I went in to see my dental hygienist. She. I she's been she and I've been friends for almost twenty years, and I I told her when I went in, I said I said you're gonna have a little bit of work to do. I'm sorry. Well, me and Bull was out on the porch when you pulled in, so we was waiting on you. Yeah. Yep. We we try our best. We do our best, but uh, that burned. Good I tried work. to warn you today. You didn't warn waving. nothing today. You waving. didn't warn nothing today. You didn't do anything. <laughs> You, I, you I hung just, me out to dry in front of that audience. All that I can say audience. is I just wish I'd been there. <laughs> I, I said just, the same thing. I said we'd all been done. You should have got your phone out and filmed it for me, Bull. <laughs> well, I was at, listen, I was at uh, Dollywood the other day performing, and they said, come on up here. And they said, a lot of people call him Boo Boo. He said, where have you performed? You got a big resume. And I said, well, yeah, I kind of do. And they said, well, tell us who you perform with. I said, well, I've... I've been with the Spear family, the Blackwood Statesman, Songfellas, uh, Impact, Skinnerd, uh, Elvis. Uh, I just, you know, started naming names like that, and they just kind of shut me down after that. They didn't think it was funny after that. So I, thought, I, I did open for Skinnerd one time. Did you really? I did in San Francisco in two thousand. Yep, it was. I was on the Marconi Radio Awards, and uh, Leonard Skinner was the headliner, and uh, they had, of course, they were giving out awards throughout the night, but then they would have different entertainers up. So I was on before them, and I do a part in my act, or did back then do a part of my act where I would ask for for uh, voices, I would ask for song requests from the audience, but I would throw my voice and make it sound like somebody in the crowd yelled out something. And over the years doing that act, hey, now that's people, pretty cool. I've seen you do that. You, I, I don't know if the podcast. Oh, will no, pick it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't, it wouldn't pick it up. Nah. Man, but, you throw that voice, and you can see you on stage, and, and it sounds like it's coming from the back of the room. Yeah, but uh, so, so anyway, over the years doing that act, from time to time, people would yell out actual song requests, and 
inevitably you ask for a song request here in the South, especially somebody's going to holler Freebird. Well, that night, somebody in that crowd hollered, Freebird! Bless her. And I went, it's coming. <laughs> Bless her. You're going to get to hear it a little bit later. And what's funny is the venue had told them, now this, we're on a tight schedule, so don't do Freebird. Oh. You don't tell Skinner not to do Freebird. They did no, it. They no, did it. It was no, great. They have to. I was also, the, yeah. that show also had another comedy act was supposed to be on it, which was Jonathan Winters. And Gary Owen, Gary from Laughing. Me, I'm Gary Owen. He was also the voice of Space Ghost. Oh, really? He was supposed to Space Ghost. He, he was uh, he was uh, Jonathan Winters' straight man at the time, and but Jonathan Winters' wife got diagnosed with liver cancer that week, and so he didn't make it. But Gary Owen was on the show, so I got to meet Gary. Oh, Owen that's awesome! Him. But that's I wish, awesome. yeah, but that was my one chance to oh, work Jonathan with Jonathan Winters. Winters. Oh dear God, that'd been incredible. And, well, I'll I, tell you what, when we come back from the break, I'll tell you my greatest heartache in my life, which is related to this story. It's one of the oh biggest mistakes I've ever made. And you'll hear about it right after this quick word from our sponsor, coffeeandsugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R. Coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the Hillbillies in the Holler sent you. So we're hanging out backstage after the show. You're hanging out backstage. With Biggest Gary, mistake of your with life. Gary Owen and Larry and Leonard Skinner. And Gary Owen is who? <laughs> He's the guy. He was the announcer on Laugh In. Okay. So, oh, okay. From beautiful downtown Burbank. At oh, me, wow. I'm Gary Owen. Yeah. Now, who was the guys, uh, two guys with Laugh In? That was Rowan and Martin. Okay, Rowan and Martin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dick Rowan and Dan Martin. Okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, uh, Gary said, he said, man, you're really funny. I like your act. I like what you do. He said, I'd love to have you come out and do it for some friends of mine in Hollywood. <clears throat> and I said, well, well, uh, who's that? And he said, well, I've got a little group that I meet with uh, once a week. We have lunch together. Hey, uh, hey. No, no, close, <laughs> close. <laughs> it was uh, Yarmy's Army. Oh, okay. Um, De- uh, Dick Yarmy was a television writer. And he was oh, also, yeah, I've heard of him. He was also yeah. the brother of Don Adams from Get Smart. Okay. Don's real name was Don Yarmy. Hmm. And Yarmy's Army was founded when Dick got uh, cancer, and they all would come together and meet once a week to encourage him until he passed away, and then they continued to meet in his honor. Mm. And this little club that got together for lunch every week consisted of Don Adams, um, let's see, who else? Uh, Tim Conway, Harvey Corman, Bill Tim Dana, Con- Tom oh, Poston, um, uh, oh, uh, Don Knotts, Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, all of these guys. And, and Gary get, wanted me to come have lunch with them oh, my and goodness. do my act for them. Oh, wow. And I couldn't find a break in my schedule to make it happen. And oh, now, dear God. And every one of them is gone. Now. Yeah. And, yeah. That opportunity is gone. Every one of those men is gone now. Oh, dear God. Tim Conway. My heroes. Oh, I got to see Tim Conway live one night. And that was one of the greatest shows I ever saw. It was him and, and Tom Poston. Doing a play. Oh, Tom Poston from a. Oh, yes. And they they did. They were playing. They did this play called Just for Laughs, and they played television writers in it. And in the 
play, they put the dentist sketch. And Tom Poston and did Tom the Place Harvey Korman. played Com- the Harvey Korman part. Oh, dear God. Tom, but people don't realize thing. Tom Poston is hilarious. But he was so He's deadpan. He's such a straight... Pa- he, yeah. He was so deadpan that it really wasn't as funny as when Harvey Korman was peeing Harvey, his pants. Well, Harvey watching. peed on himself. A lot oh, of people don't know that. He peed on himself. During that bit, yeah. But uh, it, that... Um, if so, y'all don't know that... Watch that on YouTube. Yeah, look up. People don't realize that that was the like the second uh, take they took. And Tim Conway knew what he wanted to do. And Harvey uh, Corman yeah. peed all over himself. And you can watch him trying to keep from laughing. It is absolutely hilarious. Well, what he would do, they would have a, a run through and he would do one bit. And then he do the second on when they were filming, he would change it up. He would change it, it up. And and they said snorkel, snorkel. Said one time yeah, that one on the elephant went. The Fnurk. elephant. They said that, they said that the uh, the snorkel. stage the stage manager knew what he was going to do, and he walked by Harvey Corman and went, "Good luck, good luck, <laughs> good luck." He's about to wear you out. Oh my gosh. Harvey Thanks. peed all over himself. But anyway, so Bill, so when they got done with the show, uh, Tom Poston and, and uh, Tim Conway got just sat out on the stage and talked to the audience, took questions and stuff. And he told one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my life. He what said, was it? He said, he said my father was kind of weird. He said uh, he he would always do like little odd jobs around the house, but he'd do them wrong. Like he rigged up the the doorbell where it rang all the time, unless there was someone at the house. So it's like, I'll get it. <laughs> and he said, I'll get it. He said, um, one time a tornado went down our street and ripped the roofs off a couple of houses, knocked over a few trees. He said, my dad walked down on the front porch, looked up and down and went, damn kids. <laughs> but uh, he said, uh, my sex education came from my father. He said, we were out in the, in the country one day and he said, I saw a bull and a cow and they were, <clears throat> you know, Doing what they do. Doing what and, bull and cows do. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, I didn't know what they were doing. He said, I said, what are they doing? Dad said, they're making cookies. I said, well, how did he get up on her back? And he said, well, the wind blew him up there. He goes, and that was it. That was my sex ed. He said, now years later, I'm in high school and a girl calls me, says, you want to come over to my house and make cookies? I said, I don't know. You think it's windy enough? Oh my goodness. Oh, Someone good else God. I can't believe you said that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, change back, change back. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cookies. Oh, cookies. I don't even think about the cookies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Good chocolate guys. chip cookie. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, the YouTube channel's doing good. People are flocking on there and watching them. I know we've usually got about 100 people who, who uh, hear this uh, religiously, a lot of other folks, but I know we've got about 100 people who are always listening. Y'all would do us a big favor if you haven't already. Go to our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. And, more and by the way, thank you because we know you're doing it. We know absolutely. you're doing it. Thank you so much. Hit when that you, little bell. When you share it with your friends and say, please subscribe to the uh, YouTube yes. thing. Man, we know you're doing it because we see it growing and we can't thank you enough. And when you uh, hit that little bell icon, what it does is it'll send a little notification to your phone. Hillbillies and Holler dropped a new video. Our shorts that we drop every day are between boxers. 10... They're boxers or... Uh, <laughs> no, our short videos. Oh, oh okay. Our, we drop okay, our shorts right, every day. Right. All right. Uh, that's bad. funny. We need to do a video about that. But the short videos that we drop every day are about 10 to 15 seconds. So it's not going to take a long time out of your day, but hopefully we'll brighten your day, give you a laugh, make you have a, a better day. And uh, so just check in with the, the boys up in the holler every day and see what's going on. But, but share it with your friends, subscribe, and have them subscribe because uh, 
I mean, uh, y'all are on our side. We're trying to make a living at this, and we can't do it till we get over 5,000 subscribers. So uh, y'all are doing great. We're at almost almost 4,000. 4, yeah, that's amazing. And so, um, I'm also planning on building a set in here where we can start doing this as a video podcast where yeah. you'll be able to watch it on YouTube and actually see Bull covering his face. And, <laughs> and Sarah Boxers drop. And Sarah Boxers drop every day, yeah. shorts drop every there day. You go. But uh, no, we, <clears throat> we, I want to get it. I want to set up a, a little, like a barn wood wall and put all kinds of, you know, like that's, that's one of those skillets we got from the lodge people the other oh, day. Yeah. And yeah, I got and the coined again stuff. the other day. Yep. So I want to do a whole little area of our military coins that we've gotten. Um, uh, the challenge coins. Yeah, the challenge coins. Oh, we yeah, have yeah. Fans give those to us all the time. You know, uh, I ran to a couple the other day and their son <laughs> was the, uh, if you watch the one where, um, what was it called? The movie where, uh, uh, the one survivor survived there in the movie and everything and he was a Navy SEAL he lost his eyesight and he was blind and fought for three days with he was blind and fought for three days with no eyesight wow and uh, and he lost his life you know uh, out of all respect you know respecting their country and he gave all he had for us and I met his parents and they gave me a challenge coin with his picture on it. And I, I, I literally, I started crying. I started crying. And I just hugged her neck and hugged it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get emotional, but that burned. There's special people out there, you know? Yeah. Like you say all the time, anybody that served our country, Bull included, who's a U.S. Marine, they wrote a blank check for our freedom for anything up to and including their life. And we honor our veterans every single day. Thank you all for your service. Whether you were <clears throat> in combat or pushing a, uh, papers on a desk, <coughs> you still signed up not knowing what was going to happen, where you were going to go, what was going to be asked of you, but you had the gumption to get in there and do it. And uh, we thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's try not to end on a somber note. Well, it's hard. I, it, it touched me. I just, uh, I just remember meeting him. They gave me that challenge coin. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And I was, it took my breath away. It really did. It took my well, breath away when I knew who they were. You know, because it's that mo movie that, uh, you know, uh, which is Matt did. Uh, I'm not familiar with the story. Yeah, where he's the lone survivor. It's called the Lone Survivor. Oh, okay. Okay. So the one that lost his eyesight and the, yeah. that, that was their son. Wow. And. Uh, Man, they gave me uh, a challenge badge, and I just wept. I just started crying. I just hugged her neck and wept. I, I love this country, you know. I got to meet the guy that uh, um, was it uh, that was depicted in the movie Black Hawk Down. That yeah, was the guy, the chaplain in that group. I got to meet him last year, and uh, boy, he was something else. And you know what? He graduated from Gallatin High School the year before I did at Hendersonville. So he was at my rival high school at the same time I was. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, well, I did a movie, uh, called last castle. Yes. I wore that outfit. Uh, uh, and, uh, the guy that fell out of the, uh, black Hawk down the yeah. one that fell out and died from the, it, yeah. I wore his outfit during that movie. So, Oh wow. Yeah. It's kind of wild. So that's awesome. Well, so I tell you what, we, movie, uh, so. We appreciate you guys coming back and listening to another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. We hope you guys have a great week and come Absolutely. back and see us again. 
Check us out on all the social media, but most importantly, check out that YouTube channel. Please <clears throat> subscribe, share it. Tell your friends. Please and, do, uh, yeah. Then uh, if you want to send us something, a little gift or whatever, or if blank you got a product check. you want us to check out, or a blank check, our physical address is in the show notes. Uh, be sure and uh, come and see us on the Redneck Comedy Bus here in Pigeon Forge at theredneckbus.com. Uh, if you're going to be in Nashville or Branson, check them out there too. Be sure and use the code SMOKY if you're coming to see us. S-M-O-K-Y and you'll save $10 off your tickets. That's pretty cool. I know. Well, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, y'all come back again next week. And Gator, if you're listening. Howie Mandel. Is still doing fine. In the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Boo-Boo. I'm Bull. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. Come back next week for a whole lot more fun right here in downtown Boogertown.